guys, this is your girl, Tosh Speaks here, Tea Time with Tosh, coming right at you. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I, I really am so excited about this episode because it's a very personal and a very real message that I want to give to you guys today. And it centers around everything in this season, this season of expectation of giving, receiving, and family. But the title of this episode or the topic today is Family, Traumas, Overcoming, and Healing to Rebuild. And that's where we're going to start. Um, I just, I want to start off by sharing, and I said that this would be something that I'm intentional with every single time that I come to you all in this form and being transparent and giving a story, a backstory, or in this case for me, a testimony on where I want to go with this topic in its entirety. Um, and where I want to start is my own story, my own testimony, and my own upbringing. And as with all things, the generation that we currently are raising, they don't know what it is to struggle. And they really don't know what it is to do without or what what it means to be without. And because of that, because we don't want them to experience the quote-unquote mud and having to build up or be self-made in that way, we shield and shelter them from trauma, from shortcomings, and from lack. And because we work in overdrive to ensure that they don't have to live like that, they will never understand what it is, in my opinion, to struggle through, become resilient, and to be different than the circumstances dealt. And what I'll start off by saying, because I'll, I'll talk about my mom's past and my past as it relates to her and my sister. Um, I was raised by my mother. She was a single mom. Um, my dad was one of those um, dads that came in and out of our lives, so it wasn't anything consistent in that way. And because my mother raised us on her own, she did, and she was fortunate enough to have a village, a village of sisters um, to rally around her, if you will, to help her raise my sister and I to the very best of their ability. And we are so grateful for that because we are who we are now because of them. And my godmother, rest her soul, she was a, a champion as well in helping my mom raise us. Um, and like that saying, life was no crystal stair. It wasn't. Um, there were moments in time where we did struggle, where we did suffer and not have. My mother, um, as some of us have either parents or family members that struggled with drug addiction, that was something that um, happened in her past. And it was something that we had to live through. And seeing that, you always want the best for your parents, just like sometimes, you know, you think that the parents are the ones that we should learn from. Sometimes they learn from us. And sometimes just our mere existence helps them learn themselves through us. And with her addiction that she struggled with for years back in the early 90s um, and even into the early 2000s, she definitely was a champion and a resilient person in that way and I always admired my mother because no matter what she struggled with my sister and I always had 
the ability to have people that would look out for us no matter what her shortcomings were. Even though she was a functioning person that could do those things and still fell victim to the vices of the world, um, she still made sure she provided for us. But the reason why I wanted to focus on that is because a lot of the times when we go through things in life, we have two choices to make. We have one choice to make to be mirror to what we see or what circumstances or generational curses have plagued us. In this case, this was not necessarily a generational curse. It was just a vice that my mother succumbed to and that she actually had to find a way out of. So to get back to the point, when we have these things happening around us, we sometimes either A, make the choice to be that way because we feel like there's nothing greater, or B, we make the choice to do the exact opposite so that we can create a path or destiny for ourselves opposite of what we saw right in front of us because we want to be greater, we want to do more, and we want to build in a way that it could be fruitful for ourselves and for our offspring, for those of us that have offspring. And the reason why I felt it so important to talk about this is because sometimes when we have family traumas that impact us in such a way that we don't know how to get out of it or break a, break a part of it or break free of a curse that we feel like has been placed on us, heavy on us, because of our circumstances of those around us, we tend to get stuck in that rut and then it translates into our adulthood. The problem of it translating into the adulthood sometimes is when you do have offspring, you want to be the prototype or the foundation set for your child that this is the life that you should want to live and be that, that um, mirror for them on what they should strive for and that they should know nothing of struggle but everything of hard work, determination, and greatness to precede them and to follow them for their children to come. And when we're thinking about the season that we're in um, around Christmas time, and even just with COVID being a factor this year in the season of Christmas, I think sometimes people struggle with deep-seated depression that they don't know how to channel or they don't even identify as there because we find these temporary bandages or these temporary covers to mask how we're really feeling. We don't know how to put it in perspective or try to unpack it so that we can deal with it. So we can deal with all the stuff of our past and even sometimes for some of us, the stuff of our, our present. And I feel like it's so important to highlight that because when you're in this type of season, you need support. You need a system around you, a village around you. And that village, might I add, doesn't just start as a child. We always hear it takes a village to raise a child, but I also feel like it takes a village to sustain in life. You know, the only way that you can ever be fruitful in life is if you have a village around you to champion everything that you do, everything that you feel in your heart. And even when you have hard times that you fall on, people that you know have your best interest in mind where they'll be there for you no matter what. They'll be a voice of reason, There'll be a spiritual guidance. There'll be an ear to listen if you need that. Or there'll just be someone there that you can connect with to get you out of what you're feeling, even through prayer, if that's what helps you in that way. And 
I feel like, you know, I don't know who this message will be for today, but it was just heavy in my spirit to talk about family because we are definitely pushing through the last days of this year. And this has been a trying year for some of us to the point where the normal connection and the normal interaction that we're used to seeing grandparents, seeing some older family members, seeing parents for that matter, or seeing some of our friends and, and, and relatives that may have little children or a child that they just birthed this year and not really be able to have that connection. I know that is something tough to deal with and it's hard. And we've had to become creative in this, this time to find a way to reconnect and restore any type of connection or lost interaction that we would have otherwise had. And I was talking to one of my girlfriends, Keisha, earlier today. Shout out to Keisha. And um, her and I were just talking about how that, that, what that looks like in this time and what creative ways and avenues you can build to create that setting for you, if you will, to connect with family members. And one of the things that she suggested or that she said she felt would be helpful is for those older family members to get an iPad or some sort of device where you can have FaceTime or some type of facial interaction with them through media, which is what we have all around us now, social media, and even just the avenues of technology where we can talk that way. And sometimes nothing even has to be said. Just for them to see your face, for them to know that you're still there, for them to feel the love even through the medium of a FaceTime is something sometimes all a person needs to be reminded that someone out there that cares and loves them is there. And even though they may not be in arms reach in this season, they are still there. You never know what people go through, what struggles they face. And sometimes just a gentle call or a gentle intentional message, a card in the mail, some type of connection to let them know that you care and that you love them can pour so much back into their spirit of this the season that we're in, that it reminds them that there is people, there are people, I'm sorry, that are there for me, that I know, love, and care. And even though I don't have that direct interaction with them anymore, I can appreciate and refer back to the avenues that I have taken advantage of to have that connection anyway. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about also is struggle and sacrifice. I was watching something the other day and one of um, the persons that were orchestrating the message talked about struggle and sacrifice and the difference between the two. And we're in a generation where everyone sub subscribes to this narrative that we're going to push through the struggle. The struggle is real. The struggle is out there. And we have to find a way to just get through. And not putting into perspective what that actually means and what we're feeding to our minds and what we're believing that we really should be thinking differently about. And I'll put that in perspective in just a second. But the struggle in all actuality is actually a set of circumstances, a situation, an unfortunate existence of things that plague us, that we are dealt where there's no control that we have in the palm of our hand to deal with it other than to just deal. There's sometimes no real platform, no real guide or footprint or no roadmap to how we can get through the quote-unquote struggle but we just find a way to adapt and black people are really good at that we do that so well i think it's inherited in our blood we've done it for so many years and centuries we just adapt to the circumstances placed upon us 
And the struggle, while it is real, and while it is something that we have to deal with, sacrifice is so different. And the reason why I, why I say that is because a lot of the times we don't realize sacrifice is something God-given. It's something embedded in us, and it's something even worded in the Bible. You notice that a lot of the prophets and followers of Christ in the Bible make sacrifices because they feel like with sacrifice comes blessing, comes a greater reward, comes a bigger picture that may not be something you can see right in front of you, but that mustard seed faith that God asks us to have comes in the form of just sacrificing a small small token of your time, of your energy, of your understanding, of your intention, and of your mere existence to gain something greater. And just to put it into perspective and give you an example, there are things that we sometimes want in life, whether it be to buy that new house or to get that new career. And we don't realize that sometimes God just wants us to be still and just understand that there's something we have to purge or something we have to give up even just for a moment, which is why Lent is such a big deal around Easter. Giving up something so that you can reap the harvest that God set aside for you. And the harvest doesn't always come in the form of a monetary gain. Sometimes it may just be an enrichment of life, an enrichment of your spirit so that you can pour into other people. Because the things that we don't realize about life is that our blessings are never our own. The blessings that we receive is the favor of God upon us, given to us so that we can pour back into others. That's why pay it forward is such a meaningful statement and a phrase that we all should subscribe to. But to put it back into perspective, when you sacrifice or you give up something to gain something greater, it's showing God that you have the intention and that you have the ability to give up to receive. And that is obedience. And as long as we fulfill the work and we're obedient and intentional with what it is that we should be doing, we'll always be blessed in those around us as well. And this is the season of giving, but it also should be the season of sacrifice. How many of us are willing to sacrifice something for something greater? And if we could all be intentional and transactional with that with other people, then we would realize that the blessings that we lack or that we don't get in the time that we feel like we should, we would get it a lot sooner if we would do that and actually be consistent in doing that. Constantly sacrificing things for others, for ourselves, for something bigger than what we have right in front of us. And the sacrifice that I make, I feel like on a consistent basis is my time. I like to take the time out to study to research, to have conversations, and to build a foundation to come to you all in this form to pour into someone's spirit. Everything that I talk about is going to be different. No, no two topics are ever going to be the same. And the reason why is because you never know what messages you could send or pour into somebody's heart and spirit at that time that that resonates with in a, in a way that that helps them through something they may be struggling with. And as I stated, we are in the season of, of giving and a lot of times receiving and also in a season of lack and depression. While there's always something to the latter, there's always lesser. And we can't undermine or ignore that both exist and coexist 
in this setting that we're in right now. And I just, I, I implore you, if you're connected to someone that you feel like is struggling or that you feel like needs a helping hand, you don't ever know who you could be a blessing to until you sacrifice and be a blessing to. Let that sink in. Because it's so important in this time that we do that, that we do the work intentionally to make sure that we're being obedient to God, ask of us to sacrifice ourselves in whatever way to help someone else, to be a steward of greater to some or for someone else in this season that we're currently in. And I feel like restoration is also a focus because when you have severed relationships, some are not always re beyond repair, even if it's just with family members. When you're struggling with something, dealing with family, and you feel like there's a strain on a relationship or a strain on a level of understanding, don't ever get so discouraged that you want to just walk away or be without that connection or that intention to build up and restore that connection or that relationship. Continue to do what it is that you can do in your own heart and in your own spirit to rekindle or restore because God wants us all to be connected and to stay connected, to love on one another and to be intentional with all of the things that we do for each other as family and even as friends. And whenever there's a situation where we've allowed time apart to keep us separate, you never know the day, the moment or the hour that that may be your last connection with someone. And when you close a door or you turn your head away from a situation or a person or a thing or something that you feel like is pressing but that you don't have any more energy left, dig deep. Dig deep. And sometimes that digging deep comes with shedding things, not necessarily changing anything about yourself, but shedding old habits, negative thought processes, and negative actions to be intentional to do something different than to be positive in what it is that your intention is to rebuild and restore with that person or with that situation so that you can become a better person internally. God wants us to be more like him. Even though we're human, we stand room for improvement. He gives us grace in all that we do. And we understand that because we are human, we're going to be flawed. We're sinners and we're going to fall short of the glory. But as long as you're intentional on trying to be better more consistently than not, you will always be given grace in that journey. And I implore anyone out there who is listening to me or is under the sound of my voice that if there is something that you, someone that you feel like you need to rebuild with, please don't let it fall by the wayside. Please don't get discouraged. Please don't give up on them. Because you never know what someone's internal struggle or internal battle is, what family trauma they could be dealing with what shortcoming, what mishap, what misfortune can be plaguing them. And sometimes people just need time. And I don't think that any of us are able to determine what that time looks like for someone else. We simply have to wait, be patient, pray about it, and then let it go and let God deal with it. But at the same time, let it go doesn't mean not to be intentional with trying to rebuild or restore. It means to let go of whatever heartache or whatever frustrations are, are seeping inside your spirit because of the frustration you have toward that interaction or lack thereof. 
And I really, I really just, it's heavy on my spirit, the family um, togetherness and all of that, because so many people don't have the luxury. And I say luxury because family is just that. No matter how we get on each other's nerves, no matter how many times we are at odds with each other, and sometimes we are at each other's throats, we are all we got. And when you have that understanding and that ideology in your mind that we are all we got, you fight for it like it's no tomorrow. Like there's no other option but to be intentional with that. And as long as you understand that, you'll always be able to redirect your energy, to rebuild your relationship, and to understand that it is in God's will for us to be together and to be unified. And sometimes family doesn't always come in the form of blood relatives. Sometimes family is that nuclear family, that family that you build outside of the people that you are connected to and by blood. It's your friends. And friends sometimes can be friends turned family. A lot of people don't have many blood relatives that they connect to in a consistent way. So they connect to people that they've grown close with over time that they trust that they instill their hope and faith in, and that they love unconditionally. And let's talk about that now that I brought that up. I have a conversation um, with a friend, and the topic was unconditional and conditional love. And what we don't realize in life is unconditional love is mirrored or identical to the love between a mother and their child. We can get upset, we can be disappointed, and we can feel yoked, as my mother likes to say, about something that our children did or some, some of the things that they do, some of their bad habits, to the point where they just, they make us feel like, I'm tired, I'm through, and I just can't right now. And in that same breath, we love them so much that even despite all flaws and shortcomings that they may have, we would never miss a beat or we would never turn an eye or, or ear to anything that's important to helping them build and grow and be better. And that is what you consider unconditional love because it's without condition. No matter what wrongdoing, no matter what misunderstanding may come your way when it comes to a mother and a child or a father and a child relationship, you see beyond that because you love them without condition. Juxtaposing that to conditional love. Some relationships you go through that, well, I love this person if they didn't do this. Or I love this person until they start to do, start doing that. Or these things about this person makes me happy, but, but if then all of those type of conditional statements don't show that there's a love beyond fault. When you have that condition placed on love, you can't fully love someone the way God loves us because it's always going to be if, then, or but, or maybe. And sometimes we have to see past that to genuinely love people and understand that. And I think putting that into perspective will help people unpack the relationships that they are build, building, that they've built, or that they are continuing to sought, seek out. Sometimes when we seek certain things in a person, we always have these stipulations or these conditions. Now, I'm not saying that you should be in a situation and just accept anything. You should have some level of expectation, but just be within reason of your expectation that if you do find somebody that meets enough of your requirements, 
that you're able to see beyond their faults and still love them beyond condition. That's what I call agape love, when it's beyond condition. And the family, the family segment, I feel like pours greatly into that because we have to learn to love our, our sisters, our brothers, cousins, whatever type of relative occupies space in our lives beyond condition. We cannot fault them for everything we do. Now, while you can't fault people for what they do because that follows with judgment, you can hold people accountable. And I like to hone in on accountability because it's everything to me. I stand on the principle and the foundation of accountability. Sometimes we do things to each other in life and we don't realize that it made a person's spirit feel away about something we've done or said. And when that situation comes where we've had to sit down to unpack it and talk about it, no level of accountability can be taken in by someone that's not coming into the conversation with a clear mind and an unconditional love for the person that they're having the conversation with. And once you can love unconditionally, sit down and talk about indifference, and understand that you may have to agree to disagree in some moments, but still respect them enough to love them unconditionally, take the accountability, and try to find a way to positively move past it. That's the only way that you'll be able to continue on the journey of building and being intentional with family. And healing follows all of what I've said. Because when you've gone through the generational curses, when you've gone through the shortcomings of relatives, or when you've gone through that season of lack, and you feel like there's nothing else to hold on to, or there's not a real understanding of how you can get through, you have to always remind yourself that there is something bigger than me, and that is my family. And if no one else in this world you can rely on, it should be your family. And as I stated, it may not always come in the form of blood. Sometimes it's the people that we build relationships with that are our friends, that we love and connect to, and we turn them into family members in our hearts. And as long as we're always being mindful of what the ask or the intention is of God and us to others, we always can fulfill the work that we need to to make sure that we're always building and connecting restoring and doing all of the things that we need to do to be in unison with one another and I really just felt like that was a message to give because it was just heavy in my heart like family is everything to me and most people that know me closely know that my family means the world to me beyond flaws beyond everything I love them beyond condition and I just implore anyone that has a moment to reflect on that topic because it's just a, it's, it's an important one. You know, we are going into a season where nothing else matters right now at all but your family, but the togetherness, but the, the time together, the laughs, the communication, the love, the understanding that I am here. I am here if you need me. And sometimes they may not have a real need for anything. They just want to know that you're there. And through the avenues that I've stated for those that are not able to physically connect, the FaceTime, the laptops, the phones, whatever type of medium that will still give that connection for the elders that we're giving space to, to respect boundaries in this season of COVID right now, I just urge you to do that. 
because that would help them so much. And I am going to also be intentional with that as well because I have an Aunt Rosalie and she is just the sweetest thing ever. She calls everyone in the family all the time. She sends cards. She knows every single person's birthday and she always carries everyone in her spirit and in her heart. And one of the things that I love most about her is because even if there's not a physical connection, she still always reaches out and is intentional with checking up and checking in to make sure she's aware and abreast of everything that's going on. And if she can be some type of voice of reason or some type of um, angel, if you will, to help out where she can, she does. And I, I, I love her to death. And I, I always say that I want to become more like her in that way. Because sometimes we get so caught up in our day-to-day -day lives and we get so busy and we lose sight that there are people out there that still want to hear from us. Some people feel like they may be a burden, so they don't want to call you too much or they don't want to reach out too much. And I, that's understandable too, especially when they don't share the same level of responsibility in different ways as you. You have to take that step back and think to yourself, is there something that I can do to be more intentional with connecting to those that love me, especially if I know that there's too much time that may have passed by. And one of the things that has been bothering me lately, um, and I'm, I'm just kind of going all over with the different interactions I have with my different family members, one of my aunts, and she was one of the ones, just to go back to the very beginning of this conversation, that helped my mother, was intentional, consistent, and, and without any stipulation or any pause for concern she helped my mother raise my sister and I in her season of repairing her life at that time and her sister Bertha B. Jones <laughs> she was so intentional with helping my mother with us that I can honestly say that I loved her for everything that she did, and even in the moments where she was a bull and a tough person to deal with, I still feel like so much of all of what she poured into me was so rewarding because she was there for me at a time where she was needed the most, and she didn't have any conditions. She did it without any thought, and it was because that's what family does for one another, and just because of me bringing her up, I want to talk about where she is now and just my feelings surrounding that. You know, she lived her whole life with a strong mind, real strong will, hardworking. Everybody that came into her presence knew she was there because she had that type of presence. And she's suffering with the, high, the, the higher level stages of dementia. And that was one of the hardest things that I've had to go through to date in my life because this is somebody that, was so instrumental in my upbringing and so vocal in what needed to be done for me to be the young, the young woman she wanted me to become and now the woman that I am. And it's so heartbreaking because she can't even see it or witness it or even experience it. And it's because of this thing that she's, she's been dealt in life where she doesn't even remember any of us anymore. And it is so hurtful and I think sometimes I get in my own head um, by not reaching out because I don't know how to deal with her in that season that she's in and that time that she's dealing with all of this and knowing the ultimate, what that end, end game is for her. It's hard for me to see her that way. But sometimes we don't realize that even if 
the memory leaves us. The soul is still in the body before we leave this earth. And as long as that's the case, you can always still do exactly what you need to do to connect with someone, whether they remember you or not. Because sometimes energy is all a person needs to feel to be reminded of what once was or what that connection is. And I need to, in this season that I'm talking about, be more forthright with reaching out, with going to see her in the way that I can, which is going to still be in a virtual way, but in the state that she's in currently, and just making sure that even if she doesn't remember me, that at least I can have that connection before I don't have the opportunity to do it anymore. And I think that anyone that's listening to me right now, if you have someone that you have had separation from that is in your family, please don't let too much time, too much more time pass you by before you decide to take back that connection and decide to be intentional with rebuilding and restoring it. You never know how just the small push of your mind and of your action can rebuild something that is separating you from someone in your family in a big way, in a huge way. And once you do that, you'll be surprised at how good you feel, how open that makes you feel, and how God will reward you because of that. Because you decided to be positive and understand that there is a bigger picture than just you and how you feel, whether it's good or bad, and that you decided to be selfless, do a selfless act and reach out to that person and reconnect and rebuild and restore. For those that deal with family traumas, whether it was alcoholism, whether it was drug addiction, whether it was depression, bipolar, whatever type of misfortune or shortcoming you felt you've had to deal with, with a connected relative, whether it be someone closer or a little bit more distant, please find a way to create healing and peace in your heart. Because the only way that you can continue to move forward in life and to evolve is if you continue to do the self-work that I talk about all the time, that I talked about in my first episode, and that if you visit my Tosh Speaks page on Instagram, that I continue to talk about building a better you. You only can do that if you be intentional, do the work, and understand that things sometimes are bigger than what's right in front of you. The sum is the greater than all the parts. That is a real statement, and it's something that I, I implore you to think about and to actually do. No matter how small or big it is, no matter how hard or minuscule it is, please just find it in your heart to do it. Because God loves someone who can recognize that there is fault, but do the work to self-correct and do the work to show others that are connected that you are bigger than where you currently are and that you're able to see past that, to see past what you see right there in front of you. I, I just, it was something that was heavy on my spirit and um, I just really wanted to talk about and unpack that because I felt like it's the perfect time to do it. And please don't lose sight that Jesus is the reason for the season. It's not about gift giving. While gift giving is nice and it's important, you know, to show people that you love them in ways like that, 
not everybody needs to be receiving something that's tangible. Sometimes you have to give them something beyond that, which is your time, your love, your attention. Those things are priceless. And to me, those are the most rewarding things of life that sometimes are often take for, taken for granted. And we have to take a step back and not do that. Not take the priceless things for granted because that's not what it's about. What it's about is family, togetherness, love, selflessness, understanding, rebuilding, restoring, revitalizing your spirit to be a better steward of God and to other people around you so that everything that you're connected to becomes the energy that you exude in a positive way. I love every one of you that listens to me, that pours into me through messages and feedback and suggestions and all of that. And I really just wanted to give you that message today because it is an important one. And it's one that we need to continue to refer back to when we think about the times that we're in and we think about where we want to go in life, where we want to be. Sometimes we are our greatest adversary. And the reason why I say that and what that means is we can be the only thing that's in our way between success, between forward movement, and between reaping God's grace. We are in our own way sometimes. And once we get out of our way, get out of our heads, and start being intentional with doing work that will help us become a better version of ourselves for ourselves, our family, and other people connected, whether it's not family, just friends, or even acquaintances. You'd be surprised the energy that you exude in that way when you do that work to others. The energy that you exude can be felt. It can be seen. I talk to so many random strangers that I don't even know, and I can have conversations with them for minutes on end where I might be just out in my travels and my day-to-day, and I talk to people, and it's constantly said that you have this energy, you have this light that it made me feel good to be connected to you. It made me feel like I needed to talk to you in this moment because I was going through. And you don't ever know what type of light you can be in your own way for someone or something if you don't do the work and be intentional and then be consistent. Consistency is something that I'm big on and it's been a theme for me lately because consistency is everything. The difference between two people doing the same thing is the level of consistency. And as long as you stay consistent in everything that you do in life, whether it be with your family, whether it be with your career, whether it be with your friends, your coworkers, your acquaintances, no matter who it is that you connect to, that you touch and agree or may not, no matter who it is that you have a connection with, as long as you're consistent in being positive and exuding positive energy and giving back out what you expect to receive in return, you'll always have a good outcome to everything it is that you need in life. And God will pour abundantly, tenfold, exceedingly abundantly, as long as you do that and are intentional every single time, genuine. And I just wanted to share that message today. It was heavy in my heart. Like I said, no two episodes are going to ever be the same. I want to sometimes give you guys motivation. Sometimes I want to take it to spiritual because we need that right now, especially. And even just sometimes talking about those relationships, no matter what kind of situation you're in, just making sure it's something that I highlight. I want to be consistent. Someone asked me recently, what's your audience? Who is it that you're trying to reach? And I don't have any specified audience at all in mind. 
I want to reach whoever my message is for in that moment. Because you don't know until you start talking and until you start doing the work, the research, the studying, the intention, the consistent work that it takes to be some type of light for someone else, you never know who you're going to reach in that moment. And for me, I don't have any one person. I just want to reach anyone that needs a message in that moment that it can resonate with. And that's my honest feeling. I thank you so much for your time today. It was such a heartfelt message that I wanted to share with you. And I just thank you for your time as always. And like I always say, you guys, I love you. I hope you have a great day. I hope your holiday is wonderful. I will be reconnecting with you before then. But I just want to say that anyway. And I hope that you take into consideration everything that I said. As it's so important. And as long as we're intentional and doing the work, we'll always be okay. Till next time, I'm out. Battery medium. Connected to iPhone. Great is